growing in the knowledge of the Word of God. We talked about the three dimensions of our spiritual life being vertical, inner, and outward, horizontal. Now let's emphasize on the Word of God. We need to be rooted in the Word of God. And every new convert needs to know that they cannot grow just in years. They need to grow in the Word of God. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Not just dwell in you like in general sense. It needs to dwell in you richly. It means let your heart, your mind be saturated with the Word of God. Second Timothy, let's, uh, let's do John first. John 14, verse 15. Jesus says, if you love me, and he says that to his disciples, if you love me, you obey what I command. We need to know the commandments of Jesus. I spent many years studying the commandments of Jesus from the Gospels. I took every verse where Jesus said, do this or do that in the imperative, and I found it to be a fascinating study. If you love me, you want to know my commandments and you want to obey them. Now in Second Timothy, it assures us of the value of the Word of God in our lives. Second Timothy 3.16 It says, the Word of God, meaning all Scripture, is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. How can you grow without the Word of God? Just going to church... Going to Bible studies and hanging out with people is not enough. Years ago, I was visiting a missionary in Iraq. And I noticed that he has people just come to his house. They feel free to go to the refrigerator and eat anything. They sit down, watch TV. They go outside and sit and smoke, whatever they want to do. So one day, uh, one of these days, 12 days I was with him, I asked him, do you ever sit with these people and do Bible study? Do you instruct them? Do you teach them? Do you show them what the Christian life is? He said, you know, they just hang out. This is the best way of discipleship. And there are many people who think that discipleship means just develop a relationship. Just let them hang out with you and spend time with you. This is critical. It's important, but it's not enough. There needs to be both study time, a formal, intentional study time, so that you will impart in them what Paul said to Timothy, to entrust them, to enable men that they would teach others what they have learned from you. In order to do this and to encourage people in getting deep in the Word of God, I have developed these five things based on the five fingers of the left hand. So what I normally do is I bring a piece of paper and I put their hand on it. I ask them to put their hand 
and I draw with a pen the five fingers, and then I start putting words to each finger. The first finger is to hear the Word of God. It's important that we hear. Jesus says, let him who has ears hear. The Bible speaks about, O Israel, hear, listen, hear. We need to put our ears to work to hear the Word of God. What does hear mean? It means you go to church. It means you listen to the preaching of the Word of God. It's not enough, but that's one step towards being saturated, letting the Word of God dwell in you richly. So you hear the Word. Today, thanks to technology, we can hear the Word of God on, on our iPhones, iPads, on our computers, online. And um, because I pastor a church and I preach every Sunday, uh, I need to grow myself too. So I listen to preaching of others. There's one church that sends me a tape every week. I plug it into my car and I listen to it as I go to work and I come back from work. So pretty much every day or two, I'm listening to one message on this short uh, trip to my office and back. Hearing the Word is important. In First Thessalonians chapter 2, we hear these words. First Thessalonians 2 and verse 13. And we also thank God continually because when you received the Word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the Word of men, but as it actually is the Word of God. So when you, uh, which is at work in you who believe. When you go to church, you're not listening to a preacher. Uh, a lot of people just say, well, what do you think of the message? And I hear a lot of criticism of the pastor. And I'm sure nobody is perfect in preaching the Word. I definitely know I'm not perfect. But when you go to hear the preaching of the Word, you are actually going to hear the Word of God Himself. Because this man who's been to seminary, who's had many years of experience in the Word, spent maybe 20 hours that week preparing for this sermon. You can benefit from that by letting your ears Listen and hear. The second finger, we write the word read. Hearing is in a way passive. Of course, you can have an active hearing, but not something you are doing. You're just sitting back and listening. Reading becomes active. When you develop a habit, a daily habit of reading the Word of God. Some people, when I, they hear me talk about reading, uh, they say, well... I want to understand. Many times I don't understand what I'm reading. It's okay. This is not a study. We'll come to that in number three. But in number two, I'm asking you to instruct your disciples to develop a reading plan to read the Bible fast. If you were to read one chapter a week, a thousand hundred and eighty-nine chapters divided by fifty-two, you'll find that you need twenty-three to twenty-four years to finish. So you need to develop a much shorter uh, span. So I often ask, 
How often do you want to go through the Bible? Do you want ten years to go through it once? Do you want five years to go through it once? Or more? And we usually, I try to encourage them to read through the Bible once a year. That requires three and a half chapters a day. So why not read four chapters a day and you'll finish in less than a year? To read four chapters means 15 to 20 minutes of reading the Bible. And I encourage you not to stop and try to understand it. Just read through it. Occasionally you may be distracted and go back and read a paragraph or a chapter again. But read through it. The idea is to get a bird's eye view of the entire Bible so that you will have a better, um, a general knowledge of the contents of all the books of the Bible in a quick time. Now, if you're patient with yourself, year after year after year, every year that you read the Bible, you're going to grow in an understanding of the knowledge of the Word. Now, you can read it faster. Sometimes I have taken um, uh, time to read the entire Bible in three weeks. I did that once. And sometimes I've taken it two to three months. I put a goal to divide it uh, so many chapters a day, and I just pour myself into it. And these are some amazing times. One of the best times in reading the Scripture is when I read an entire book at one sitting. You can sit. I remember once on the balcony, I sat and read the whole Gospel of John and did not stop, did not go in the house until I was finished. And God speaks to you in very special ways when you have a quick reading of the Word of God. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, uh, I'm not going to read all the verses, but this particular verse says, Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it. It's important for you to hear and to also read the Word of God. The third finger is about study. Now, Bible study is different than reading. Bible study is slow and deep. You can spend a whole hour on one verse or two or a passage or half a chapter or even a chapter. Depends on the difficulty level of the passage you are reading. <clears throat> Every Christian needs to hear the Word of God at least once a week from church, going to church. Read the Word of God daily and be involved in a Bible study on a weekly basis. At least weekly basis. And what I'm talking about here is the minimum requirement for us to develop maturity and growth in our spiritual life. Join a Bible study. Every believer needs to be involved in a Bible study. If you cannot join a Bible study, start a Bible study. You can have one or two or three or more people come to you or you go to them or agree on a place to study the Bible. Uh, it is um, in Acts 17:11. we hear that when uh, Paul preached, the Bereans went home and opened the Scripture and started investigating and studying whether these things were true. Some people have uh, a Bible study based on the sermon. They have sermon studies. They hear the sermon together in church, and they meet together once a week to discuss it, and they go through the verses thoroughly 
So they will internalize what they had heard. The same thing can happen in a Bible study. Ezra, in chapter 7, verse 10, it says, Ezra uh, 7, 10, it says, For Ezra devoted himself to the study and observance of the law of the Lord and to the teaching of its decrees and laws in Israel. We need to be devoted to the Word of God so that the Word of God may fill us and saturate our minds. What enters your mind is what affects your life. If you're struggling with sin, maybe it's because you're watching a lot of TV. Maybe you're watching movies. You are being influenced by others. You're hanging out with non-believers. The Christian needs to be disciplined enough to take care of their own needs. You know that you have weakness in a certain area. Strengthen yourself. And there's no, no better place than going to the Word of God to strengthen yourself in all aspects of Christian living. The first, the fourth uh, finger here is about memorization. We're getting a little bit deeper and more difficult. Hearing is easy. Reading is also easy. Studying is more difficult. Memorization is even more difficult. But believe me, memorizing the Word of God is very, very central and very important, critical in our Christian life. We have a scripture from Psalm 119. In fact, the entire Psalm 119 is about the Word of God. Every single verse in Psalm 19 talks about the Word of God, the importance of the Word of God. I cannot read the whole thing to you because it's 150 verses. And there are 150 times the Bible uh, encourages us to hide the Word of God to put it on our lips, to meditate upon it, and so on. Let me read now verse 11, Psalm 19. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. What does hiding the word of God mean? It means treasure. It's like a box where you have, you have gold and jewelry and important things. You put them in a box. And this is a living box, your heart. When you hide the word of God, it helps you, gives you the strength, the energy, and the nourishment, the food you need to be able to face the sins of this world, the hardships of this, of this world. While we are in this chapter, let me just read to you a few verses from the Psalm 119, which talks about the Word of God. It says here, With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes. As one rejoices in great riches, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. I will not neglect your word. Do not neglect the reading of the word, the hearing of the word, and the study of the word of God and the memorization of God's word. By memorizing, you store it into your mind, into your heart. I remember one time I, I put on a small card, I often write my verse on a card, smaller card than this. You can do your own cards or you can buy them online. 
memory cards. I write the verse and I slipped it into my wallet. And that verse was from Psalm 34. I'm just sharing with you a memory verse, how it affected me in my own life. It says, He, who, uh, those who look to Him are radiant. I know it by memory, so I'm going to say it from memory. Those who look to Him, to God, are radiant. Their faces are not covered with shame. So one day I was in Lebanon. I was at a meeting and uh, my wife said something that bothered me greatly. She embarrassed me in front of others. So I left the meeting angry and I went to the house, went to the living room. It was late at night and uh, I took my wallet off and somehow the wallet fell and the contents fell off. It's not all of them, some of the contents including that little card where I had a verse from Psalm 34, verse 5. So I picked it up to put it back, and I read it. Those, to look, those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are not covered with shame. And I was ashamed myself for being angry and upset and leaving the meeting in a shameful way, going to my home, and that memory verse stuck in my head. And God reminded me of it, uh, from uh, by making me drop my wallet and have that verse. But oftentimes, I'm faced with uh, temptation. Jesus used the Word of God when He was faced with temptation, when Satan tempted Him. He quoted verses that He knew from the Word of God that gave Him energy. Oftentimes, I remember 1 Corinthians um, uh, ten thirteen. It says, no temptation is given to us that is not common to man, but God will provide a way with the temptation. I memorized these verses in Arabic, and I'm trying to translate them into English from my uh, head. So memorizing verses. How much memorization should you have? As much as you want. When I was in college, I was told by my navigator leader, that uh, I should not memorize more than uh, three verses a week. Well, I did not listen to him, and I memorized six verses a day. I had a stack of verses, and I would memorize one after the other. My memory was good at the time, and I was memorizing a lot of things from school, poetry, and all kinds of things. So I just added six verses, and I never regretted doing that. And I've memorized over a thousand verses and I know a lot of them still today. They come to my memory when I'm preaching, when I'm teaching, when I'm sharing the gospel with people. These verses come to my memory. Also, when I am um, uh, on a bus or uh, uh, on an airplane, and uh, they tell you, turn off your computer, turn off your phone, uh, I just sit back and do what is number five. The number five is to meditate. When you have memorized the Word of God, when you have allowed the Word of God to saturate your mind and your heart by studying it, reading it, and hearing it, all of this can be put to good use when you have an idle moment, when you have time uh, on your hands and you can't do anything else, when you are walking, when you are uh, running, jogging. You can meditate on the Word of God. How wonderful it is that many times I struggle with sleep and I cannot sleep and I just go over memory verses 
one after the other after the other, and my mind gets off all kinds of junk that has come from business, busyness, troubles of this day, emails I received, hardships and so on, and I turn the channel away from those things into the Word of God, and I meditate on the Word of God, which helps me even sleep. But more than that, helps me think about, for example, one of the typical things I meditate on is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I begin to go verse for verse and think about it. Meditation is necessary for the Christian to, uh, like the cow, <laughs> sorry to, to say we're like the cow. The cow eats, collects all these things, and then goes sit down and choose the cod, meaning to go over what um, the cow ate. We go over what we have studied. We go over what we have learned. And we get over what we have heard by reading the Word and hearing it and studying it and memorizing it. We can put it to good use as we meditate on the Word of God. How do you put... Uh, these five things into practice in your daily life. The hearing, as we said, is at least once a week going to church. Reading, at least three to four chapters a day, and by that you finish the entire Bible in one year. Now, you need also a reading plan. There are people who have uh, found online lots of reading plans. Some reading plans choose specific verses from the Old Testament, from the Psalms, from the New Testament, from the Gospels, from the Epistles, and they piece them together on a daily basis. There, are, there is the uh, Read Through the Bible uh, in a Year book. You can buy a whole Bible that's organized in a way that you can read the entire Bible, but they have organized it where they put some books before others and so on. Some have the same order as the regular Bible, but they divide it into days. There are different reading plans. What I want to encourage you to do is if you're not familiar with the New Testament, begin to read the entire New Testament and then go back to the Old Testament and finish it and continue again through the New Testament and then go back again. So begin with Matthew chapter 1 and keep going. Go back to Genesis. One way, I vary this from year to year. One way is to read one chapter from Genesis, one chapter from the Psalms, and one chapter from Matthew. And this way you divided the Bible into three parts, and in a year and two months you'll finish the entire Bible. You can cheat sometimes by reading an extra chapter, or maybe read a little bit less and catch up later, but develop a daily habit. Some chapters are longer than others. Some chapters are shorter than others. Develop a daily reading plan. In regard to the study of the Bible, sometimes you can't choose that. Whatever the Bible study group is studying, you study with them. But if you have to choose, choose specific books, especially that you're not familiar with, and study them slowly, maybe one chapter a week or one chapter a day, depending on how much time you have. In regard to memorization, why not memorize one verse a week at least? And one verse a week. You can choose the verse from your reading, 
from what you have heard or from what you have studied. I often have these cards and I write the reference. When I go home, I write the full verse and I memorize it this way. The meditation is open season for you to meditate on any of these memory verses, stories and so on. And before I close, I want to give you another idea about memorization. Why not memorize where a story is? For example, where is the story of a prodigal son? It's in Luke 15. Where is the story of the Samaritan woman? It's in John 4. And as you memorize stories like this and parables, then you can share them with others. You know where to go to them. So you can memorize verses as well as contents of books and chapters.